attacks after I play. And good evening, everyone. We're welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why, or more importantly, what the hell was he just talking about? Don't ask. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because people on Facebook, oh, they give me so much joy that I just feel warm and squishy inside. Either that or I need depends. Part of this is follow through with the old edge. Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. S-H-U-J-I-N is really hard to miss me if you go looking for me. Let me go ahead and introduce you to what we've got for the moment. I'll figure it out in a second. Starting from north of me this time, just over the border into Canada. Good morning, heretic woman. Good morning. Down to the left, into the Midwest of the U.S., good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And outside of, oh, God. They don't say have, it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no. right. That's, that's not, that's, somebody does have, but some people don't. There's a running joke and all that. Good morning, Unredoed Tech. It was until I looked at the news. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, for those of you that are kind of wondering, yeah. Uh, over here in the U.S., we're kind of trying to figure what the hell is going on. Um, short version. Yeah. Um, when you have all the control and you don't have any control and remember, as always, there's a tweet for that. Yeah. Some people get what we're talking about. If you're, if you're looking back from 3023, <laughs> trust me, it's really funny. Even if it's not funny to you. I, I, I just want you to know that. Regardless of the fact that I'm an atheist, it's completely immaterial to the fact I'm an atheist. Because I'm a humanist, I refrained from not only bitch slapping, but putting my boot up somebody's ass when they tried to blame the government shutdown on Obama. Thank you. That was my humanist side, not my atheist side. Atheist doesn't care about shit like that. Ain't that the case? So, uh, for those of you that are uh, long-time or even part-time watchers, listeners to the show, you might realize we're we're kind of uh, don't 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 talk about vodka right now. I mean, this is a bad this is a bad election cycle. To be talking about vodka. Don't do this. <laughs> My vodka comes from Poland. Okay, it's probably acceptable. Yeah. Sure, we'll, we'll go look. It could, it could be, and it tastes better than the shit I got out of Russia. <laughs> Urine flavored. So part of the problem that we've got is that uh, there's a bunch oh. of products that are missing right about now. So those of you that have been with the show for a while know for well, Dallin right now, uh, I think is missing. Still, well, Dallin missed last night's uh, show with Joe and me, so it, it's possible he's probably still, you know, laid out in bed. Or he took my advice and took a lick off of one of those salt lamps to cure what ailed him. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't such a good idea. I did suggest it because he wasn't feeling real good. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Joey, well, Joey might be uh, hibernating because it is still cold. And, yeah. um, well, Joseph, well, you know, it's super early. He might still be sleeping. And I can't say as I blame him. And before he goes ahead and says anything about it, I told you 
I've told you multiple times, you make it when you make it, you don't when you don't, don't worry about it. I'm putting it out there so that later I can actually say, see, I told you and I said it on air. So you now have, it's now official. Okay. It's not written in blood, but it might as well be. Because once it's on the internet, it's never, ever going (laughs) away. So anyway, so of course, those of you that are listening live with us right now, thank you very much. I see, uh, this is like, this is like, it's like a romper room right about now with the magic mirror. Stephanie is over there. Felis, hi. Heretic, God damn it, woman. Cut that out. What? Uh, Trippin, see you guys over there. Thank you very much. Great events for you. Anyway, um, we've uh, we've we've got stuff uh, to talk about, and it's it's going to be. Uh, I I will warn you guys ahead of time. I've I've really been struggling on trying to come up with topics that are not about my country. Do you have any idea what kind of a powder keg of topics I could go through? If I just said, you know what, screw it. We're just going to talk about my, oh my God. Do you know how hard this is on me? I'm, I try really, really hard. I really, really, really don't want to be doing that. I'm trying really hard. But anyway, so. Should have said something, man. There's lots of stuff to talk about Canada right now. Well, yeah, but you guys are too nice to go ahead and, you know, cry on our shoulder. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if it's got nothing to do with the Canada goose, you know, who the hell cares, really? I mean, it's, it's the worst <laughs> thing. Ask anybody. That, any, one of these days will tell you guys how I started an international incident over there in Toronto with the seagulls. That's for another day. Seriously, I actually I actually sort of, whatever. Well, at later. least you were like the baseball player that killed one with a with a uh, foul ball and got charged. Well, that's what happens when you got a foul ball. I mean, come on, really? Seriously? <laughs> Do you not it's actually, even... it's, it's illegal to kill seagulls, at least intentionally. In yeah, well, yeah, except that he didn't intentionally kill it, but he still got fined for it. This was like in the late 80s, early 90s, somewhere there was a Blue Jays player, if I recall. You know, we have a foul ball for POTUS. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I, I I don't remember the specifics any longer, but I want to say he got fined like $1,300 or something ridiculous. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what it, uh, fl- was it one of those ones that we've seen over and over again where it literally flew down between him and uh, the, the, the pitcher's mound and home plate? Something and, uh, like exploded? that. Oh, it was, it was Dave Winfield. That's the name I remember. And it was... Yeah, I just pulled it up because I didn't remember. It says, um, yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. So let's see. It was a, an exhibition game playing the New York Yankee. Or no, it was a game at Exhibition Stadium. This is before Skydome. <laughs> Why are we talking about exhibitionists? Because it's well, fun. Because, it's because fun. they were throwing their balls around. Um, says when Yankees start Dave. So it was, it was Dave Winfield was actually a Yankee when he did it. He threw a baseball at the end of the fifth inning warm up and it came into disastrous convergence with a bird that had been watching in right center field. The bird slumped lifelessly on the AstroTurf. 
And so a police officer sitting on the edge of right field thought it was an intentional hit. Winfield said it was an accident. He was taken to 14th division and charged with causing unnecessary suffering to an animal. The charge was later dropped, but the moment never really went away. See Mandela effect. I thought it was like completely different than that. (laughs) But yeah. That's that's okay. And as weird as it might sound for me to to hear it, because I, I grew up on the ocean. So, you know, for me, seagulls are more a nuisance than anything else. Yeah. But um that's that that actually sounds kind of cool to me. The idea that you would have yep. a statute that says, you know, causing unnecessary uh what, what was it, unnecessary suffering? Yes. To to an animal that's Yep. Well, see, if you had just thrown like a cabbage at the bird, it would have been unnecessary roughage. <laughs> it would have been, well, except that I uh, like. I like this. Um, there's a quote from the Yankee coach at the time, whose name was Jeff Torberg. After the game, it said that bird didn't look right to begin with. You, don't you see how? Don't you see how its feet sort of skidded out underneath it when it landed? <laughs> And they even have a quote from Dave Winfield's mother saying, nobody likes to kill a bird, but accidents happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's... And then says, my goodness, people hit deer with their cars, but aren't treated like criminals. Yeah, well, you know, I was going to say the the Brooklyn Bombers, but that's, you know what, I'm not, I'm never going to get into that because, you know... I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off people if I go ahead and I say you know go Mets because you know I was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is kind thing. of funny because the the article I found is from the Toronto Star and it was printed on the 30th anniversary of the incident, so it was a retrospective piece in 2013. Really? So it's it's been um, well they they should years. have it. 35 years. I was going to say they're due for another uh, retrospective. On I, it. I can do math tonight. Yes. That's it. Find the, the, the great, great, great grandson of the seagull to get a, to get a comment. <laughs> uh, I, I believe the, the comment would go something like, Oh wait, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> well, I, I used to be, uh, all right. Short version. I used to be able to correctly mimic what a seagull call sounded like from where I grew up on Long Island, which is a different call than they use in Toronto's seagulls, same type Ah. of bird. So when there were some birds on the ground by me and I made the call, some other birds from a little ways away heard the call and came swooping down after the ones that they thought were interlopers and that caused international ones. I feel bad. So in other words, you were squawking with a New York accent. And they took umbrage because they thought that <laughs> the poor guys that were locals that were on the ground, yeah, they went after him. Seriously, oh. they actually went after him. And Fujin looked over at me and was just like, what did you do? <laughs> I just caused an international incident. Oh, crap. So, yeah. And honest, honest, seriously, honest and true story. One of the things that I, I, I still love uh, one of those memories I still love about, you know, having the the minications in Toronto over at the Weston Harbor Castle, which I will be back at in March for Fernal Equinox. But that's a whole other thing for later. Hashtag uh, um, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, 
We lost Bridget. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all right. <laughs> She'll come back. Just the three of us. Yeah, it's, it don't. Menage a trois. <laughs> no. No. I'm not being the Oreo cookie filling this I'm time. Pretty sure they, that goes against YouTube's terms of service. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm what? Sitting the phrase menage a trois? No, participating in one. <laughs> you know what? Well, no, I've never participated in one. You, oh. you know what? By the way, tech, you missed just, out, dude. Just so you know. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> hazelnut Oreos. You know what chocolate Oreos. hazelnut is? That's Nutella. 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 New, I learned. New. Did you know that Nutella is this is owned by the same company that makes Kinder Eggs? Uh it makes sense looking at the the font that they use now. But uh, yeah. I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah, no, because I watched a. Uh, it was like a YouTube short about why Kinder Eggs are illegal in the United States, and they talked about Nutella being from a parent company and all that. Yeah, I, I can tell you. That's one cup of coffee down. Yeah, because the, the because the the, yeah. the little little container. Wait, you're not supposed to and, have one. I bet I know how he got that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now. <Rick. laughs> That's your one tonight. Okay? That's your one tonight. So inside of a kinder you shut up. Inside of a kinder egg, these containers. There we go. Yep. Oh, that's cool. The the top actually stays on. It doesn't come apart. Yep. And there is a little uh there's a toy, usually two piece. Because they are usually little figurines of animals with a base. Oh gosh, we used to get the ones that you could put together, and that they're little cars and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So, so, like, I just want like. But it's a choking hazard. Case more than anything. Yeah. You put your anyway. weed in it. <laughs> yep. Put your weed in there. So before I go ahead and get started with uh, with my opening tonight, Joseph, you made it. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? What did he call me? Comment allez-vous? Ça va bien, merci. Oh, you thought I was speaking to you particularly. I, well, yeah. Oh, but I actually, there I was talking to Deborah, but. (laughs) (laughs) Parce que je je suis la personne qui parlait le français, n'est-ce pas? Bien sûr, mais tu sais, vous voyez, c'est en pluriel, c'est pas uniquement. Uh, uh, ah oui. I hear Perry Sherman and his wife got uh, killed. <laughs> you guys are not helping me at all. So let me go ahead and get everything rolling. Oh, look, like Bridge is back. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. My computer just went. <sighs> yeah, that, 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 that uh-huh. long story. Another, another time. Never anyway, doing that. let me get rolling over here because, oh my God, these openings stretch so long. Anyway, <laughs> let me get started because, oh, I love this one. With five minutes on the clock, your time starts right now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of sing just a little bit. So no, uh, no, no copyright hits on this one, okay? Tag team back again. I love it when people that I have absolutely gone ahead and eviscerated with facts and figures and proof go ahead and say, well, you're wrong. 
And in their their entirety of their proof is reasserting the same debunked piece of shit. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. A guy went ahead and said that um uh that there was uh there was a report and there was proof that there was an uh somebody who was arrested in the United States who proved and 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 reported that there was an ISIS cell eight miles away from uh Juarez. I think uh, I think is what it was. Yes, Juarez. Yeah, there is an ISIS cell being being set up or or already is set up eight miles outside of Juarez. Being run Why? by the drug cartel, right? No, 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 no. Let's see. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love this part. I love doing the meta analysis on shit. Guy went ahead and he put a link that said, "Here is my proof." Okay. TheNewAmerican.com. Yeah, no. Mm, the New American Wiki. Well, look at this. We have a wiki article about them. Hmm. A right-wing-leaning conservative news organization. Oh, look. It is a subsidiary of Blah. Oh, let's follow the link to the subsidiary. Oh, look. Their parent company is a right-wing conservative group self-stated. What if I just discovered that you're trying to use bullshit? So, did you bullshit last week? Did you try to bullshit this week? And apparently he tried. This is the same guy that I've had this problem with before. And you know what I love about this? This guy just doesn't give up. This is the gift that keeps on giving because every week I've got something to talk about. Here's the deal. It was originally reported in around eh, 2015. It was debunked in the same year it was reported within months. And then what happened? I went ahead and I said, oh, your link? Well, let me tell you about your link. Your link was all about this and all about that. It was debunked. Here's the Snopes article. And if you want to go ahead and follow that down, there is information from a couple of other unbiased news organizations that said, yeah, um, no, this is this is fake. This is this is not real. And this was just fear-mongering from the website that you just quoted from. Oh, oh, oh. So no, that's not the one that uh, I'm I'm referencing now because your Snopes article was from 2016. Well, this one is from 2017. And here's a new news article. <sighs> it copied and pasted basic same information from the same article. There's a cell of ISIS eight miles outside of Juarez, Mexico, but it's not linked to any new information, so I can't compare it to anything. Okay, so this is the same as what was from before. Let's look a little further down. Paragraph six goes ahead and says the same information from the original article that the guy was quoting from that was originally debunked months after it was originally published, specifically referencing the group 
and the article. And I had to tell this guy, really, do you not see what you did? Everybody else can. Good night. You know, people, look, I understand that doing logic is tough and trying to do research can be tough. But for the love of all things good, could you kindly please at least make an effort? Come on. I can't be the only one who's doing this kind of research. After all, what was the entirety of part of my research? Highlight. Right-click. Search in Google. Oh, look at that. Snopes article comes up as the very first hit. I wonder why. This episode 196 on the docket, Your Honor. Could you repeat the question? You know, when, when, when kids are caught in a lie, one of the easiest ways of dealing with them, especially when they're, you know, toddlers and and whatnot and they and they want to they want to uh, try to you know get out of whatever it is they will make up anything that they can anything that sounds good and if you just keep with the same question eventually they get just so turned around that they just can't well the uh, u.s ambassador to the netherlands found out that when a news organization the all of the news organizations say no 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 you're not allowed to not answer the question because we're all going to keep asking the same question until you give us a proper answer and we're not going to let that go well we're going to kind of use that because we end up with that over here in the US but it happens when we end up dealing with people in debates in all kinds of things where we have a point, we have a logical point, we have a well-researched logical point, and you don't, we're going to keep hammering you with the same question over and over until you realize the absurdity of how wrong you actually are. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying it because that's what some of us do, because it's all that works sometimes. Before we go ahead and get into all of that, of course, as always, Heretic Woman, uh, we uh, I know that we've we've talked uh, a couple of weeks back how uh, yeah. Rafe is very likely, supposedly very likely or fairly high on a list of folks that should or could be pardoned. Uh, I've seen I've had some people uh, point me over to some relatively new articles but that they all unfortunately, have the same information. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty much uh, what I was uh, what I was seeing. So I'm kind of wondering. Nothing, nothing new that I have seen. Oh. Yeah, that's you know, it, it's disheartening because you know we 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 keep seeing these things pop up every once in a while. It's like, okay, cool, here it is. It's it's coming back again, and it's basically just a copy and paste of the old articles from almost two months ago now. So we are, um, unfortunately, we have no information, no new information, other than we're hoping, as always. So as of tonight's recording, this will now put us at five years, seven months, five days since Reef Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime, 
Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still hoping. So anyway, the uh, the ambassador in particular that I was referencing is a one Mr. Pete Hoekstra. And I, I have to... I have to stop myself and and read it properly because on Long Island, there is a Hofstra University. So every once in a while, I look at it really quickly and my eyes don't see Hofstra, but the brain says, oh, that's what it looks close enough to. Let's put that out through the face. And that's not what it's supposed to be. It's Pete Hoekstra. Anyway, so yeah, he got caught in a lie. And then blatantly said, no, I, I never said that. And then afterwards said, no, I never said that about that. He said uh, in, let's see if I remember the timeline correctly, 2015, that there were places that were on fire, uh, lawmakers, politicians being set on fire, that there were, quote unquote, no-go zones in the Netherlands, and this is all because of Muslim influence areas. And uh, no, no. So, you know, fast forward two and a half years, three years later, and uh, now he's asked about it, and uh, he says, well, I that, that would be something that we would call fake news. I never said that. And the reporter's like, uh, no, you actually, you actually did. Here's, here's the transcript. Yeah. And then he, after being pulled with that, is told, uh, no, I never said that that was fake news. You can even see the, the, the interviewer do double take. But now the beauty of it has become that he has taken up his official parlance, locate, whatever, the location over there in the Netherlands, and the news staff over there are asking, and they're continuing to ask, and they continue to ask, and they're not leaving the topic, no matter how many times he says, I'm not revisiting this, I'm not answering this, I've done all that I'm going to talk about on this, and the whole time, I'm just sitting back and I'm just going, oh, this is delicious. Squirm, baby, squirm. <laughs> but you know, when when we're dealing with uh, when we're dealing with people on in whatever debates, every once in a while, that's exactly the same thing that we have to deal with, where we have to keep hammering a singular point, no matter how much they want to squirm away from it. And you know, a yes or no question suddenly becomes a dissertation. No, no, you, it's a yes or no question. Boom, simple, done. So, you know, have we had these kinds of discussions? I know that I do because I do this a lot because I love pissing off people that richly deserve it. If you don't deserve it, I ain't going to do it to you. Just keep that in mind. So, Heretic Woman, you've, uh, you, you've of course, had all kinds of discussion. With you. Would, you, would you stop playing with your pussy? God, woman. Yes, I know. Good night, sir. He says good night. <laughs> so you've you've had more than your fair share of uh, of discussions, if you will, with people about various Quran verses and whatnot. You've uh-huh. I, I have to imagine that you've had to do exactly this kind of thing of just hammer oh, yeah. the same point over until somebody finally oh, gets yes. it. Yes, 
Well, unfortunately, when dealing with believing theists, uh, Muslims definitely, Christians often too, they don't end up getting it. They end up rage quitting and blocking me. <laughs> that that tends to be the, the more common reaction. But yes, um, having to pull out the same, like I actually now, like some of my pet arguments, I keep in word form so that I can just pull them out and paste them. And I have screenshots of some of the um, uh, more pertinent um, Quran verses. There's uh, a new one of a hadith that I've been using where Muhammad is quoted as saying that he revealed the Quran was revealed to him seven different ways. But then they say that the Quran is perfect and never been altered. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, seven. Yep. 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 And it's supposed to be a direct quote from Muhammad, too. But, of course, now when I bring that out, I'm told that, oh, that refers to seven dialects of Arabic, and we still use those today, so that's not what it means. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, um, to go out on a limb here and just go, What? Yeah. Well, and the whole context is one Muslim guy hears another Muslim guy reciting a chapter of the Quran differently than how he was taught to say it. So he grabs the he he throws the guy's scarf around his neck and drags him physically to Muhammad and says, look, um, brother, so and so here was reciting this chapter differently than you taught me. And that's wrong. So Muhammad tells the guy that got dragged in front of him, recite the, the chapter for him, which is kind of a, a convoluted thing to do because I just covered that chapter in full chronic and it's 77 verses long. But anyway, he, he, yeah, he recites this whole chapter from Muhammad and Muhammad says, yeah, that's, that's how it was revealed to me. So then he turns to the guy making a fuss and says, you tell him you recite the verse or the chapter. So Buddy recites the whole chapter and Muhammad says, yep, that's how it was revealed to me. And then he says the Quran was revealed in seven different ways. So recite it in the way that is easiest for you. So what in that would make you think that meant dialects? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So let, let me see if I've got this right. So effectively, this is like saying the Quran was written. Uh, okay, it was dictated in southern drawl. Yep. Uh, Cru uh, North, uh, Cajun. Ca Cajun, North yep. Dakotan. Yep. Because because don't you know North Dakotan sounds a little bit different, eh? And Nufi, got you have to have Nufi in there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, the, the, okay, advocate time, did the verses basically say the same thing, at least? It, it doesn't tell you that in the Hadith. Oh, so they're arguing about a piece that isn't even explained what they're arguing about, just that he said it one way, he said it another way, yep, it's all good. That's, that's, yes. that's what it boils yes. to? 
Yep. But their whole, but in in Islam, they make a huge deal out of the Quran is the right holy book to follow because it's never been corrupted the same way the Bible has, which is total bullshit. Like I I read up on how the Quran came to be. The, okay, they the the guy who seceded Muhammad um, Abu Bakr, he sent this guy Talib around. Uh, 40 some different companions of Muhammad who they, they didn't ever write down anything in, in its entire entirety. They just had to memorize everything, but some of them would write some things down here and there on scraps of bone on rocks on like tree bark and leaves and all this. And so this Talib guy had to go around collecting all these little bits and pieces. And yet a verse, if they found a leaf with a verse on it, the verse could only be included if two other companions could remember the verse the same way. But there's also a story I learned that um, we all know who Aisha is. Uh, That's the, the most controversial of wives. And Muhammad is said to have died in her house with her. And so while Muhammad was dying or had just died, they said she was very, you know, focused on this happening and not really paying attention. She kept a leaf under her pillow or under her bed with two of the most important Quran verses ever disputed. And a goat came in and ate them. (laughs) Which is why they're not actually in the Quran, even though scholars are very sure that that they were meant to be in the Quran, but they didn't get put in the Quran. And it's this whole, yeah. And one of them was the stoning for adultery. Well, now, um, as far as reasons for leaving out capital punishment for a... um, social crime yeah that's that uh, you know what that that's that's fine by me i mean mm-hmm. any any opportunity because um yeah. yeah but yeah so if any anybody tells you that the crimes you know absolutely the same as it was when it was revealed and it's never been shit yeah bullshit <laughs> just tell them really yeah i know that part of it was eaten by a goat <laughs> and now see that's that's exactly the point you know, we every once in a while there will be somebody that you have to keep hammering on the same damn thing oh, yeah. over and over and until over they finally over. have to un- until there's no choice but you have to address the question because otherwise, you know, what the hell? Uh, I it's mean, like well, when you when you're trying to make a point and the person you're talking to brings up something that has like absolutely nothing to do with what you're trying to say. And it's like, oh, red herring, oh, red herring over there, oh, red herring over there. It's like, no, like, focus on the damn question. You J- jingle keys, jingle keys, yeah. oh, jingle keys. Oh, shiny. <laughs> you know, uh, re- one, of the, one of the videos from uh, uh, the Atheist Experience of Austin that uh, I'd seen recently was somebody who was trying to, uh, was trying to talk with, uh, with, um, Matt and I forget who the hell it was that was with him at the time. And they're, they're trying to explain to him, look, 
if you want to believe something, that's that's great. But how did you come to that? Well, through faith. Okay. Well, uh, sometimes faith works. Sometimes faith doesn't work. So can you agree that faith is not a perfect solution to coming to the truth of something? Well, for some people it is, and for some people it isn't. It's like, you wait. Let's try this again. If you've got a coin flip, and it's 50-50. Okay, it's not really 50-50 because it could land on it. Tech, what, what's 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 the statistic for a coin to land on its on its edge? I thought that you remembered. I don't know how to find it. I thought that you remembered. I thought this was one of those things you just remembered. <laughs> no, seriously, I th- I thought I thought there was one one show where you actually said the statistic is actually that, or maybe it might have been Joey. I don't know. Whatever. One in it, about six thousand for an American nickel. Okay, so there you go. And, 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 and key thing to note is that an American nickel ha- is is one of the thickest coins that we have. It's got a very nice flat edge with a lip on it. So out of all the coins that we have in circulation, the nickel is the one the most likely to do. So that means that every other coin has worse odds than that. Okay, so keep that in mind, people. It, the, but the point being is that if you've got a approximately 50-50 for a coin flip, is it always going to be producing the right coin flip? Well, for some people, yes. For some people, no. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know. And uh, you know, this is this is exactly the thing that I've had to beat people with. You can't answer the simple question. You need to answer this question. It's a yes or no. It's black or white. There is no third option. There is no excluded middle. There is no mitigating circumstance. It's either one or zero. Yes or no. Truth or false. True or false. Uh, Sorry. You guys know how I feel about the word truth. It's a whole other thing. How do we deal with these people? Or do we? Should we even? Should we just pander to not pander? This is not the word. Uh, should we just? I don't want to say pander, and I don't want to say perform. But you know these 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 people remind me of th- this particular type of personality. Reminds me a lot of the days when I worked at retail, and people would come in and they would ask a question about particular something involving usually technology that they didn't truly understand, hmm. and they'd be hoping for a particular answer. And I try to as, as, uh, put it into layman's terms of what was going on. And if they didn't like the answer I gave them, they'd ask the same question again, but they'd reword it. And I'd end up giving them the same answer again. And they didn't like the fact that I gave them the same answer, so they'd reword the question yet again. The longest run I ever had for somebody doing this shit was about six times before the guy finally got fed up and said, why won't I asked me, why won't you tell me what I want to hear? I told him, I said, because the answer I'm giving you is the facts. And if you want the facts to be different, then you have to encounter a different problem. Based on your problem, this is what the answer is going to be, no matter how you word it. I'm sorry that you don't like it, but it's the way it is. And then he tried to say that I was cheating him and this, that, the other thing. He stormed out of the store and whatnot. And at that point, I realized 
you know, you're going to find people that until you tell them exactly what they want to hear, they will do things like this. They will keep yep. finding anything that validates them. It's, it's a lot like religion, you know, religion, religion, they use religion to validate the things that they want to feel the actions they want to have, whether it's be nice to each other or go, Oh, that guy over there is of a different religion. Bomb them. Yeah, that's 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 one that I can um, I can agree with, and it's something that I'm I'm pretty sure that most others have already seen or have experienced themselves. Case in point: one person that I had a debate with early on in in Facebook b- before HCTV even took off um, was somebody that I knew from high school. <laughs> Imagine this one uh, and. I I argued him out because of some piece or other. I don't even remember what the what the thing of it was. I've probably got a copy of the thing somewhere still. But it was a matter that he went from Roman Catholic because you know where we where we lived at the time, Long Island, Roman Catholic was like it, and then went to Southern Baptist. And his rationale was that it was more in line with what he believed and how he felt and that it was less corrupt and less, uh, I forget exactly what the thing of it was, but Roman Catholicism, generally speaking, it's, it's pretty well assumed and, exp- and, um, how, 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 how do I, you're not talking to God so much as you're talking to his mom so that mom will talk to God. That's the, the the nicest analogy I can make to it. And his his attitude was, well, you know, Baptist, uh, Southern Baptist, where you talk directly to God, and you're not talking to a middleman. And you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot. And I basically had to laugh him. I had to laugh at him. And and I I gave him what for, and told him, it it doesn't matter what the form is. Um, it's still unproven no matter what you're doing on this one. So you went from Catholic to Catholic white, sort of. And people don't want to hear that. They really don't. I mean, I've I've seen it um, when I hung out with Christian youth group back when I was, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and shit. it, It was amazing how as long as we believe this, that, and the other thing, uh, no matter what we do, we can't be wrong. So, therefore, you have to be one of us. Otherwise, you're automatically wrong. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're wrong. And this mentality shuts down the ability to sit down and actually have a rational conversation. So, you know, what do you do in the case of these kinds of people? Well, if you can't have a rational conversation with somebody who is being completely irrational and refusing to function in a rational manner, well, either A, don't have the conversation, or B, if it's a public conversation and you're trying to use the conversation as an example to others, Kind of like uh, Ken Ham versus Bill Nye. Bill Nye was not there to convince Ken Ham of anything. He was there to, you know, make the point to the public watching. 
if you're in that kind of environment, go ahead, you know, show this is the logical fallacies that they're using in their statements. These are the problems with their sources that they're making. This is why this is wrong. This is why this is wrong. Here are my, here's my fact, fact, factual, sorry, I am tired, factually accurate statements. Here's my sources on them. Here's how I vetted these sources, so on and so forth and so forth. The other person that you're talking against is going to be like, ah, bananas, prove God exists, you know, whatever. So let them go. Let let them, yeah, yeah, I, I like the uh, the gentle face palm on that one. Let them do that thing. The other people you got to pay attention to, the ones who are actually watching and going, huh, I never thought of that. Then you go have a conversation with those people. The best you can do is get the fence sitters. Hmm. Hey, you know what? I need to start making all my statements to Joseph off like offline, and then he can just condense them into short, sweet statements like that. Joe, you're my new go-to guy. Sorry, buddy. You're, you're screwed. <laughs> you, you, you did it to yourself. Um, so I, I'm going to write down like all the conversations to like my girlfriend. You're going to shorten them all for me, and you know th this is going to be great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I spend a fair amount of time doing that to myself, so already, so I have Joseph. Joseph, what you do is not only shorten them, but translate them into French and then see what he does. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Better still Latin. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he might know some Latin. But, but no, I actually have a family member that knows Latin. I, I strangely I was know say, you're, you're, you're geeky enough to know Latin, but French, I don't think so. <laughs> no, my sister knows French. My, my, my dad knows Latin. I know her. Yeah, Latin. but do you, want your, do you want your sister translating stuff for your girlfriend? I'm just saying. Hey, geeky is a compliment. <laughs> hey, what sort of advice do you have she's, for somebody who speaks French? She doesn't speak uh, French. She has, she knows other languages though. But so, Tabra speaks French. I'm just saying. But, but, but like Joe said, the the, the, the real point is, is go after the fence sitters. <laughs> and that's that's, that's something. Uh, by the way, I actually had my mom translate. Service unum. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I had uh, I had my um, I had my mom translate uh, or try to translate uh, something into Latin for me once when I was trying to set up when I was originally trying to set up my my leather crafting thing. Uh, I don't remember if she got it quite correctly, but I asked her to translate uh, the the slogan that the com the company we call it a company at this time uh, was supposed to be running with, which was um, "We run with scissors." I don't know that it quite uh, translates well, but the idea of of any company creatively who who says that don't steal my idea, please. Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. Anyway, well, look at Sriracha. <laughs> I don't really want to. Why? What? The the guy, um, uh, what's his name? Tan. Tan. Uh, right. He he never um, he never put a trademark against the name. There's companies that say sriracha this, sriracha that, sriracha this, that, and the other thing all the day long. But it comes out to the fact that at the end of the day, the people who love sriracha know which one's the real one, which one's not, and they keep buying the good the stuff. You know, the real one. He. They, they don't put a single dollar into revenue for advertisements. They don't need to. You know, you've got a good slogan and, and you're the, you know, the originator of it. Eventually, it'll come back to you. One can hope. Um, Especially if you've got a good product to back it up. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
And what Joseph was just saying, uh, though, of, of narrowing it down to just the best you can do sometimes is just get the fence sitters. That's um, that's a really good thing to think about. Yeah, it, it is. It is. But if you want to take it all, the, if you want to follow that rabbit hole all the way down, uh, what you're really doing is um, getting through to people who know how to make value judgments for themselves or in other words use their own brain and they're just not very confident about it because um you know believers are actually using somebody else's brain they're letting somebody else take all of their survival decisions and everything for them they they, they depend on somebody else for their every thought because they're not they, using their free will yeah that, oh, well God. It, I, you know what? Hold on a second. I, I don't yeah, think it's is full of like two kwaku passive aggressive shit like that. I, God, I think don't we know it? No. What I, what I mean is, is that they're using their free will to give up their free will and allow others to think for them, to speak for them, to make decisions for them. Basically, all the things that they could do for themselves, they have just chosen to go. You know what? Nope, I'm not doing it. You do it for me. Yeah, well, somebody who's never learned how to survive doesn't really have any choice but to depend on somebody else, and that's exactly. Well, they can also watch and see if it works, and if it's not working, that's, oh. that's, that's what I talk about when I when I talk about uh, survive through imitation, and unfortunately, a good lot of humanity is in that mode, atheist or not. Yeah, and let's not forget. I mean, when you're when you're dealing with the religious. You've always got the, did God answer it? Yes. Did God answer it? No. Did God answer it yet to be determined? You know, it's it's the great magic eight ball. It doesn't matter. It's always a win no matter what. Did he answer it now? Well, maybe it's just going to be answered later. I did have he? a weird thought. This is kind of like an offshoot, but I just want to try this. No, you. not you. No, yeah, Mr. Tangent. Um, but... <laughs> I, 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 I've always wondered uh, I've wondered if there's a if there's an um, not a comparison damn I'm losing my English um, don't worry parallel <laughs> between gambling addiction and prayer uh, because you're trying to affect an outcome and you get reward when that outcome is when that prediction is fulfilled, it's the same in gambling and in prayer. Uh, you know, that actually wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And the, prayer, the same... you, you tend to forget the, the misses and remember the hits. Yeah. There's, there's also another one. Uh, the people who really, and I, I forget the pun is not intended. I just suddenly realized it's where it was coming. The people who end up investing in the, Oh God! What the hell is it called? The uh, uh, the prophet. Uh, God damn it! I forgot what the hell it's called. Uh, the um, given a pres- synonym. Prosperity gospel. That's what it was. Oh for. yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's 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 a sort of. It's like fucking that's buying a lottery ticket. Yeah. No, it's it's a it it, it is yeah. the ultimate lottery ticket. Yeah. Uh. 
If I, I in any case, I would yeah. really like access to a brain scanner just to see what goes on in the gambler's brain and the believer's brain. And I, something tells me it's there's something it's going on in the same area. Probably not much different, I would imagine. Yeah. That that's a, that's my tangent thought that you yeah. can. Yeah, and, and forgive me, I'm I'm trying to read over uh, the. Uh, the that's stuff that's going by on. the roadside. <laughs> the text chat. Some billboards make you think, though. You, I'm, I'm talking about trying to read the text chat. You're talking about reading a billboard. You drive me up a wall, man. You know that. <laughs> well, since we're talking about driving. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Wings too a... deep too fast is <laughs> Miss Profundia. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, Miss Profundia. How does that mean? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Derp, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> or, or Promenator Profundius. How's that? Uh, the deep Promenator. Is that like yep. deep state? Whatever. know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's like. Guys, you know, um, state state law is trumped by uh, federal law. So yes. I don't know. Kind of hard to have a, a local conspiracy, maybe. Oh, no, it's man. It, uh, it's completely, completely. I'm taking you guys all over the place. I'm sorry. Continue. It, it's <laughs> not the first time. This it's it's what we're it's what we're good at with this. And this is why I drink vodka. No. Polish yeah. vodka. Polish vodka. Sure, yeah. we'll, we'll go with that. And I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying to read what's what's going on over the text chat and try to process it with everything else that's going on over here. Um, the what Tech was talking about earlier about having to deal with people in uh, well, it was it was it was basically talking about uh. A problem with the computer, specifically, I'm assuming. Was it at the time, Tech? Do you remember? Um, more than likely. Okay. Yeah, because I've 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 had those kinds of problems too. Yeah. Uh and of course my my most famous of which was the uh back in the late nineties, yes, when a whole bunch of Soft modems, wind modems, stop working. Oh God! Don't don't. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I don't need those horrible memories. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I'm I'm actually going somewhere on this one. The problem was something that me as the tech at the ISP could not fix, and it was not something that the customer could easily fix themselves. They had to get in touch with somebody else but that meant that they had to do a little bit of research and make a phone call probably long distance you know long distance was a thing and get things solved by getting somebody to help them out that way which was a a bit of a pain in the ass now the reason why i bring this up is that i as the technician had to explain this is the problem. This is the solution. 
there's no way of changing what the problem is in order to change what the solution is. And that's the same thing that that tech had to go through. And um, I'm going to bring this over to you, Bridget, because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, even when we're dealing with the medical side of stuff, there's some stuff you, you know, full well, there's some stuff that is absolutely just, you know, that's exactly what it's going to be. This is exactly what it is. The tests all point to this, all the numbers point to this. And there's not a hell of a lot of anything that you can do about it, no matter how much you want it to be otherwise. And I'm kind of thinking specifically of people that suddenly get diagnosed with like, you know, heart-wrenching illnesses sorry and that's that's a tough thing to have to deal with i mean somebody gets suddenly diagnosed you know you've got stage four cancer and you felt fine just two weeks ago and all of a sudden you know yeah (laughs) uh, denial is is a thing and river in egypt <laughs> and so I was wishful thinking and and bargaining and pleading, but just because you don't want something to be true doesn't make it so. And I know for well that um, from kind of being on that side of it, it's really really tough to not say over and over again. You got to be. You got to be kidding. You got to be wrong. You got to be wrong. I, I have to imagine that you've. Well, again, forgive me uh, for for kind of putting you on the spot because you know you're, you're you're the resident medical expert on this kind of thing. You've seen stuff that we otherwise would not have ever. Mm-hmm. So there, there. I have to imagine that. It it is so incredibly difficult in that kind of situation to have to 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 try to find a, a gentle way of saying, "Look, we can't change the facts, and these are the facts, and this is where we're at." That really is tough, and especially when it comes to doctors trying to explain things like that. A lot of them don't have a very good "quote unquote" bedside manner. And have a hard time, you know, uh, talking to families and trying to offer them comfort when they have bad news to tell them like that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've said on so many occasions, you know, the uh, the lead nurse or the head nurse of whatever group may occasionally come across as probably the gruffest person that you would think of at first. But they're also the ones who are typically going to be the most compassionate in trying to help people get through with as much grit as possible to say, look, yeah, this is where you're at and this is where we're at. And this is what we're going to do. And this is what we need you to do because you want to come through this, the other side. Yeah. Follow us. That's, I, I guess that's one of the reasons why to me, nurses have got it probably the arguably the worst Docs, you know, they, they make whatever their diagnoses are, but the line nurses in the hospitals are the ones that have got to say on a hourly, minute-by-minute minute basis sometimes, you know, sorry, but this is, this is what you're doing. This is where we're at. 
I gotta, I gotta stick you with another needle again. What do we do? That's really hard. It, it it is. I mean, I'm I'm. Forgive me. I I'm, I know I'm kind of laying it flat for. No, 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 no. I'm 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 sorry. I'm trying really hard not to let um, baggage on on this one for me. But it's it's you guys know for well. This is this is one I've got baggage with, and really really hard not to. What um, you know what? Let's let's kind of take this from a different angle for a second. What's been going on, and, and I, I've, I I keep telling everybody this uh, so often that you know I I don't want to make the stuff about the show about my country because it's not all about my country. We I talked with guys about this even before we went live. Um, we've got people who are supposed to be in positions of authority, and they're wrong, highly wrong. How do we, how do we gently, and, and, and I say gently meaning, how do we, how do we explain to them you're wrong in the nicest possible terms so that there aren't going to be serious reproduction, re, reproductions. I did. <laughs> I did. God damn it. That is a solution. Uh-huh. It, Please don't reproduce. I'm sorry. It it already won for me. But seriously, before you even go there, are you sure that those people supposedly in authority are actual, the people, actually the people controlling things? As far as I'm concerned, like for the, you know, a lot of U.S. presidents, especially Republican ones since Reagan, they're basically ventriloquist dummies. The people really controlling things are behind the scene, where they want to be. Well, part of the thing for uh, the U.S. government is that the the and, and it, it's not a conspiracy. Sorry, no, it's no, not no a conspiracy. it's just a bot paid for. I think is what Joseph is getting at. Yeah, no, they're and, paid to say certain things, and they're paid to get certain laws through, and they're paid to. They, they. It's actually one hell of a difficult position because they have to bow both to the voters and their corporate overlords. Yeah, I gotta get that to a second. Uh, TDTF. God damn you! By the way, hi. Yes, I do see you over there. TDTF over in the text. How do you tell your boss they're wrong? Make a baby with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's. It, I don't recommend that. See? How do you get a nun pregnant, did you say? Yeah. yeah, get her dressed up like a choir boy. Yeah, that'll do it. Or altar boy. You know, boy. You I won't... didn't realize altar boys could get pregnant. <laughs> well, the, the, the ex-nun variety can. <laughs> yeah, and, um... You know what? No. Um, no. Another time, it's a miracle. Yeah, it would immaculate conception. 
It would. Oh God! Now, God damn it! Now there was a. Oh sh! What the hell? Was, uh, there was a movie. Oh, History of the World God. Part One. No, in in the in the eighties, there was a movie. Uh, I forget who the hell it was. Uh, God, a man got pregnant, and, and it it, it panned up to the. It was thank you. Twins with uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. God damn it! Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yes. You know. Thanks, Brain. Oh, wait, no. Movies Not that t- make you go yeah. out. Oh, wait, no. Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't get pregnant in Twins. That's yes. why they were No, twins. but he was. No, he was but he pregnant. did get pregnant in... Another movie. Another movie. Yeah. You know, Junior. Uh, thank you, TDTF. Junior. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> in 1994. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a while ago. Yeah, I don't you know, the rotten tomato rating on this thing is. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Right now, I don't care. Probably pizza sauce. <laughs> is that good? I I don't think so. It's like the tomatoes. Sauce. The, the tomatoes degraded into liquid form <laughs> at that point. That's yeah. that tomato. That half that half used bottle of tomato sauce has been in the back of your fridge for like. Three decades. Yeah. Well, I have I have a funny feeling you have experience with this. Uh, I have a wife. This is oddly specific for you. That's all. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. I found stuff when I was moving. I found um, <laughs> Japanese I um, packages that had expired in 1994. <laughs> my my husband has stuff in the fridge that I'm that I'm afraid to look at if there's a expiry date on it. Uh, you just ask how's the experiment going. Yeah. <laughs> I I cleaned it and I've cleaned out the fridge before and kind of went, yeah, what is this? Can I throw it out? And he yeah. said, no, I want to use that. And I'm like, okay. It's meat cake. What do you want to kill? Yeah. <laughs> As George Carlin once said, it's oh, meat cake. Thanks. His TDTF, his kid just threw up. Be right back. Oh. Aww. We're sorry. <laughs> you must See, you're not supposed to eat the meat cake. Yeah. yeah. Don't take anything from the back of the fridge. Yeah. Nope. You know what? Yeah, that's that's yeah, we we know you said I'm sorry. Some people are going to get this reference, some people are not. WTFI Key West. God damn it. D- you know, way too much information, dude. Way too much. <laughs> Didn't need to You know what? In the time that you were typing that, you, you could have been helping your kid who was throwing whatever. Well, maybe the kid wasn't done throwing up yet. So he was I, just kill, killing I, an extra few seconds until they were done. I know what WTF stands for, but what's the I for? Way too much information. Information. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I you know, I, the, the, the acronym IT? Mm. Yes, it's Stephen King. The I stands. No. <laughs> Personally, I coffee. <laughs> I pee freely. That's that's, much better. That's a granddad joke. Yes, it is. All right. So, so getting back to the point of how do you tell your boss they're wrong? That's all right. Let's let's keep going in arts. I (laughs) does your paycheck ask yourself, does your paycheck count on it? 
on their being right. You know, actually, that's right now about pretty much truth. Yeah. And the way the economy is and everything else, it's a question of, can I afford to lose this paycheck? Yeah, and their attitudes is, I can, I can, I can certainly afford to fire you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, here's, here's the problem. If you have someone who is wrong about something, just abjectly wrong, it's not opinion, it's just wrong. There are two possible there are two possible ways of dealing with this. Either one, you do nothing. In which case, they could just go ahead and say, well, deal with whatever the hell it was supposed to be. And you are given shit that you didn't catch whatever the problem was. Or possibility two, you call them out on it one way or another, nicely or over their head. And then you get branded a troublemaker because you're going over somebody's head, even if you were right. So it's like a, a, a lose-lose situation. So yeah, it, it. How do you? How the hell do you become the diplomat to say, "Look, uh, th- you're kind of in the wrong over here. This is going to be a problem." And well, I really want to work with you to solve this problem, but you're being a dumbass. My brain I, I, is my brain is telling me the Socratic method through anonymous memos. Oh, if only we're that easy these days. I came back from the future to tell myself the problem exists. Now I'm telling you to tell you about the problem. Yeah. Ooh, that. Oh God! Remember the days when you could get away with remote printing something and never leave a trace behind? Wouldn't that be nice to be able to again? I used to make the printer say, uh, insert coin. You, you only think you weren't leaving a trace. Well, um, All computers leave a trace. The thing is, is, we weren't leaving a trace for the average smart person. They had to be the people who really, well, really, really knew to where to look for it. things. Right. You either had to know how to dig down, drill down to where you needed to get it, or how to get there, or that that option even existed. Which and back then to, yeah, was not easy no. to find. No. And I mean we we used like Metacrawler, Alta Vista, and you know, all the various different engines that we had out there. None of them were as truly powerful as Google is or even Google was when it first started compared to what it is now was still more powerful than Alta Vista and the other and Yahoo and the rest of them. Just had better algorithms. And Altavista. Like when, you know, they, they started out with Weird Al Yankovic doing that. Oh, just well, before I forget, one one side note um, and a public question. Um, Only one. Ellie Bosnick, <laughs> why do you still have an AOL address? Why not? Somebody's got to keep those, com- those, those uh, kids <laughs> and, uh, going well, through college. Second question How? Technically, um, my husband still has an AOL address because oh, he was like he was still using AOL when I moved in, and when we switched to my provider, AOL told him that he could have access to the email forever. Okay. So, um, 
I don't think he, in scare quotes. Uh, yeah, I don't think we evil quotes. <laughs> that that would have been in 2011, and I don't think we've ever tested the theory because I gave him an email from my provider, and I also helped him set up, um, like a Gmail. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah, Trip in the City thought that they shut down service. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what they told him in 2011, was that he could retain access to the email in perpetuity. Oh, we still have it. Um, we're just not going to tell you where. <laughs> <laughs> it's AOL in- Instant Messenger is being shut down, which right. kind of makes me sad because I used that for years. Yeah, but, I think yeah. most of us did. Uh, hell, I did when I was working at the uh, at the ISP. What you know? What I loved about a- AIM was if somebody didn't answer, you could shake their window. Hated that. Oh I yeah, loved- through the ping system. Yeah, you could make their so whole window shake. Uh, phys- uh, shake on the screen and. Yep. Can yeah. I miss ICQ? It made a big big noise. Yeah, I miss ICQ too. Uh oh. <laughs> I got okay. real pissed when they were bought out by AOL. Yeah. Does it do they even exist anymore? I don't think so. I, don't yeah. think so. I had a couple of I had two ICQ numbers. I don't know what the hell they are anymore though. It's okay. Nobody knew what they were at the time either. <laughs> another time. Another time. Another time. So okay. So you wanna you want to deal with somebody who is in a position of authority to try to explain you're wrong. Much bigger dynamic. Much more... Much more different? Yeah, I'll go with that. Much much more different dynamic. Oh, God, that's clumsy. Different dynamic. Fucking English, whatever the hell. How See, did they get into that position in the first place? That would be uh, my first question. Well, wh- Why are it, they still there? It's... All right, no, wait a minute. Because there's two parts to that. How did they get in the position that they're in and how did you get into the position that you're in? Oh, how I know how you, I got into my position. You know, what you do on your weekends is your business unless you're with me. All right. So you cut that out now. Not that position. That's fine. <laughs> but, anyway, the, but the point of it is, I'm thinking of a professional environment, for instance. There's always going to be someone who is. Uh, I've, I've never done that position for money. That would make it professional. <laughs> Downward duck. I swear to God, I will beat you over the head with Rick D's skull. Don't do this to me, Tech. You're yelling at Tech. You should be yelling at me. Apologies. (laughs) Anyway. I'm sorry. I watched Angry Birds again. Go on, sir. You're not getting any sympathy from us, man. Anyway. So the point being is that you're you're in a company environment. You're someone that you are working for otherwise has a good track record on whatever, but they've made a mistake. They don't know that they've made a mistake. Or they know that they've made a mistake and they don't want to be caught on the mistake. But you're somebody working for them and you know that there's a mistake. Uh, case in point. Give you a case in point. One that I had seen uh, recently come around somewhere. 
one guy that was working on a, um, an engineering project said that they wanted to sell a, a, a piece of manufacturing equipment. There are a couple of different uh, versions. They want to sell one version to a, to a client because it will, it will be more profitable. It will do the same thing as the other two versions. All three versions do the same thing, but each one of them is physically different. The person at the client site says, um, you can't sell that one to them because it physically will not fit into their establishment. They don't have a door big enough to bring it in. Guy still wants to sell it because more money for him. They try to sell it. It gets delivered. It can't get in there. Now the guy's stuck. So how do you tell people, look, you're going to be making a mistake that's going to be really big, really costly, and is going to make the entire group that you're working with look stupid. But how do you do it in such a way that you don't end up, well, how can I best put this, yourself looking like, I don't know, um, unemployed, for instance. Yeah, you you laugh and yet you're fine. You know what? You you open your big mouth. Go ahead. Go ahead. You start. <laughs> what? I'm just. I you you know I don't care. Okay. okay. I'm gonna put you on the spot because God, you you want nobody told you to be on this show, woman. You said you wanted to be on, so pull your weight now. Yeah, what you. <laughs> What do you See, want I, me to go on about? I could blather about anything. Go right ahead. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're in the position. You need to go ahead and explain to somebody you're going to make a big-ass mistake, and you're going to be paying the price for it, and the entire company is going to be paying the price for it, and it's going to be your ass. How do you nicely go ahead and do that? And if you notice, almost everybody else has gone ahead and muted themselves just to go ahead and hang you out to dry. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> your, your point. Well, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to work a lot of the times. Uh, you can try to warn people nicely that, you know, you're heading towards an iceberg and it's going to sink the ship, but they just don't want to hear it. They don't listen to you and they sink the ship. Um, In my experience, telling the person what the reaction to the problem will be is enough to make them think a second. If you tell them, well, it's going to turn out to be bad for you if you let this go through. That is a more convincing argument than uh, the technicalities of the actual problem itself. Uh, Perhaps, so, but, but we have this problem over here with Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. And yeah, it's that... really hard to get past that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of recap that one in just a second. Uh, tech, uh, I'm seeing over here that uh, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to take off and head on out. Is that right? Yep, he says okay. in the side chat. Yeah. Okay, man. You take care of yourself. Rest well, and uh, thanks for thanks for being with us. At least. Mm, no problem. You take care of yourself, man. Night, night. Okay, so as as a as a real quick recap, the Dunning Kruger effect that was mentioned for those that don't already remember about it is basically. You're, you don't understand about a topic 
and you don't care. And you don't know how much you don't know. Yeah. And you don't care. Well, the care part's an addition. You just well, don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you know. You don't know that you don't know what you don't know. And you don't care. <laughs> and, no, and, but, and, no, but I, well, I really think that not caring is a. Uh, it's, it's yeah, a very, that's. No, I think it's it. I think it's not knowing what you don't know and being ignorant of what you don't know, and you think you know a lot more than you do. You you can only think with what you've got in your brain. I mean, if you don't have the resources to, you know, you you look at something and you say, okay, that's either A, B, or C because I only know A, B, or C. But maybe it's D, and you know. The the person looking at it just doesn't know about D yet, so they don't have that option. Nothing to give. And that's one thing, but um, remaining in ignorance or, you know, just I'm comfortable with that. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many times a day I Dunning-Kruger myself because I find out that I've been operating on certain information when there's something better out there. Well, now see, there's a, there's a difference though, in that, um, well, uh, TDTF is, is saying a novice doesn't have enough experience to know that they are a novice. Uh, it, it's, it's, it comes out as more than that. It's a matter of you present yourself. You think of yourself as an expert in something, even though you know Jack shit, or or maybe a little more than jack shit about whatever the topic is. <laughs> that's a troll. <laughs> no. no, no, well, no. no, but I mean that that's something else. Well, like imagine you're faced with a situation. Okay, uh, uh, better still, imagine you're faced with like a dire situation. It's a survival. You have to make a survival decision. Are you going to do A, B, or C? And the right thing to do, you've never done in your life. You know, you've never had any experience with that. Well, most likely, your chances of dying are pretty high. So well, are you really going to stop and think about, hey, what about those options I never considered yet? And where do I find them? You're, you're not going to do that. So like in any given situation, we're just going to use the options we have. Yeah, well, um, uh, my odds of dying are uh, one, uh, well, uh, eventually. Uh, over in the chat, by the way, TTTF had said, uh, and was quoting from the wiki article, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias wherein people of low ability suffer from illusory superiority, mistakenly assessing their cognitive ability as greater than it is. Or to put it in layman's terms, Dumbasses think that they're smarter than they actually are. But I think it's yeah. an error to attribute this only to dumb people because I mean, I, everybody. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm using layman's terms. Mm. I, I'm not saying that people are necessarily dumb, just that they. No, I'm not saying you're saying that, but, but people do tend to attribute the Dunning Kruger effect to only um, people of low, let's say, experience mm. in education. No, 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 no. It, it is typically attributed to people who try to bolster them who who bolster themselves as being better um more ha having more mastery over a topic than they actually do 
Okay. And, and, and not having anything to back it up with. Mm. And uh, last item, by the way, over on Discord. Yes, I have Discord over on... Uh, well, it's on the side of my uh, second... But shut up, whatever. Uh, from uh, Yubi over there, thank you, by the way, uh, who's saying ICQ still exists. First off, holy cool. shit. Um, and, Damn. Two pe- and two people I've talked to are online. I think oh. you guys are probably the only three that are left. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you know what? Do you know what Q means in Q means in French? Uh, wait, Q U E? No, Q. Q. Maybe say Q in French. I don't know. Ass. <laughs> or like porn, you know, kind of connotation. So that kind of gives ICQ a kind of well. I'm looking people. for <laughs> ass. I'm looking for ass porn. <laughs> I see ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can I can neither confirm nor deny. Point, Sorry, because the whole point of ICQ was I seek you. Yes. So I and, seek ass porn en français. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, in uh, ham radio terms, those people that still use Morse code, and yes, there are a lot of them out there that still use Morse code. It is still very effective. There is a shorthand, which is. Oh God! You people are gonna hate me for this. Da di da di, da da di da, which is the letters C is in Charlie, Q is in Quebec, C Q, seek you. When people are looking to try to find somebody just arbitrarily out there in the void. Right, right. So see, learn something tonight. You'll never end up using that again. I know it because I know it. Anyway. So if you want to be full français, it'd be uh, je cherche Q. <laughs> Although my grammar is probably terrible, but meh. Je vois. Je vois de Q. Je vois de Q. There we go. I see ass everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to make some kind of a joke about a mirror, but we'll, we'll just move on from here. Let's let's just let's just okay. There, so, there is a lack of mirrors in my place. So much for that. You know, every once in a while, I have these great jokes that it just sound really great in my head, and they just go nowhere. That's the same problem. The problem is you're trying to do them in English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with that. Anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right. So maybe, maybe I'm not asking the right question. And maybe it's getting to the point where I don't really know what the right question should even be. Do we even, you know what? How high up the food chain do we think that we should even bother asking, you know, are you sure about something? Because I think you're wrong. I don't know that there is even a really good answer to that. I don't even know how the, how to figure it out. God did okay. You, if, if anybody wants to take that or, or take from a different angle, I, I got I got a wall of text suddenly on one of my windows over here. <laughs> and TDTF forty two. You know you're not helping at this point. <laughs> Damn it! This is you know this is this is what I get. See, I like I, that answer. <laughs> of course you. 
<laughs> don't forget to bring a towel. I don't. It's not a Power 10 episode. It's not a Power 10 episode. It's not a Power 10 oh, episode. God damn it. So have, I'm, 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 be, I'm behaving. Be, I'm behaving very nicely right now. We're not going to talk about anybody's yellow towels. <laughs> Ew. One for me. <laughs> it's one for me. You know, white? If you keep that up, you're in trouble. You have no idea. One of these days, I'm actually going to learn what all these bookmarks that I've got in my web browser are when I finally learn how to read Japanese. All right, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? I I don't need. Uh... Did we just kind of run aground on this topic at this point? Because I'm I'm trying to figure a way of of really kind of going through this, and I don't know that I've I don't know that I'm even going into the right area anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm. A little bit on the tired side, or if uh, if this just really isn't a, uh, something that I know how to how to properly go through anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've like I said, I've had the people that I've had to hammer over the head time and time again. Heretic woman, you 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 know what? Hold on a second. Yeah. We do have a couple of minutes. Uh, we do have uh, uh, about a half an hour. I think that there is a piece. Okay. We end when we end up having to hammer somebody back, nail them down to forgive me for wording it that way, nail them down to a point, an important point that can actually spin the entirety of whatever the position is of whatever. It tends to be a very ideological position that people just don't want to be nailed down to because otherwise it screws up everything else that follows behind it. Well, like they evolution, don't... like evolution, right? And creationists, they adamantly refuse to accept evolution because they believe it negates the Genesis. Haha. Sorry for the pun of their whole belief system. So if you don't have, and Adam and Eve and uh and a original sin and all that shit, you don't need Jesus or any of the rest of the crap. Right? So that's why those people now um some Christians are much more uh willing to try and fit evolution into things. Um, case in point be um Frank Pope Frankie there. And the Catholics right now, they're, he's all saying, oh, no, no, evolution's totally a thing. But the, the, the young earth creationists that just adamantly refuse to even consider it, that's why, is because it's ha- needing to believe that creation story is the basis for everything else that they say they believe. The problem of it is too that it's 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 not just the religious people either. It's anybody that has an ideologically um, inflexible position. 
Mm. Because once once you once you nail down there well for for lack of a better metaphor, once you nail somebody to a position, they have to pivot on that position. And if you nail them down on a point and their pivot breaks the rest of everything else afterwards, they're in trouble. And then what in the hell can they do other than, well, um, reassess? <laughs> well, or deny. But yeah, watching deny. people like that is fascinating because, I mean, instinctively, they, they depend on this for survival. This is what's going. I keep on coming back to survival, but I'm sorry. This is this is at the base of everything in in what's going on in the brain. Yeah. And these people, this is their survival guide. This is how they've managed to make it this far in life. And if if they find out that um, whoever they're relying on for their comfort for their survival is wrong, that puts them in peril. 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 Yeah. So, you know, they really don't have any choice but to just, like, blank out. Or as uh, oh, TDTF had put something over here also, a double-down effect and backfire effect. It's, yeah, I mean, that, that's... When people are put in an impossible situation, like, the, the, the it's almost random what the reaction could be because, I mean, it's everything but reason. And funny enough, uh, politically speaking right now over here, people being put into impossible situations because they've chosen to put themselves in that position, because they've been following an, an ideal, ideological line. Yeah, are you sure that they've chosen? The, the only people who have really chosen to adopt those sort of lines are the people actually manipulating the believers. The people who would believe who actually depend on that line. Okay. Believers don't have much choice actually in 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 their choices. Um, okay. Well, I, let me all right, let, let me let me put it this way. That's that's why their leaders want people like you to stay as far away as possible from them. They don't want you giving them other options. Okay, you know, I was gonna make a, uh, I was gonna make a, I was gonna go on the on the political angle, but there is instead a very uh, religious angle that I could use instead, which would be far less just my country anymore. We could uh, be talking about the same thing, whether you call it political or religious. I mean, if you're if your dogma's dogma dictates dictates somebody else's. Survival advice is somebody else's survival advice, no matter what you call it. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it, it's just a. I'm trying to keep things organized in my head. That's yes and no. It doesn't work. Categorization. Uh, kinda. Yeah, I spend just, most of my time doing that. Yeah, I'm. I'm it, it's it's not always easy. I I try really hard, but uh, the thing that came to my mind. Uh, believe it or not, talking about it this way was, and we've talked about it on way too many occasions. When you're into whatever ideological group it is, religious especially comes to mind, 
trying to explain something's wrong will usually get you. This is going to sound really 1984-ish, but um, re-educated. I'm specifically thinking of, well, Bridget, the the experiences that you were talking about. Uh, I was thinking about how uh, our past uh, past co-host, Witchy Bunny, she was Jehovah's Witness. And, you know, you can't follow along with it. You get excommunicated because, well, you can't be part of the families anymore. The Mormons have the same thing. You're excommunicated. If you're bad enough with the Roman Catholics, you get excommunicated. It's not always the same term, but it's the same kind of thing. You're forced to conform or. Well, thank you. Been nice knowing you. Go away. You said it. Conformism. Yeah. And you'll find that, uh, you know, every dictate in history, well, who do they off? It's the non-conformists. No matter what you call them, you can brand them, you know. Yeah. And uh, TD is right. Yeah. Uh, the term that I was looking for, I it kind of temporarily blanked on. I thought about it afterwards. Disfellowship. That's the that's the word yes, that's typically that's right. been used, but um, it's hard to try to figure that people can be completely kicked out of their entire family, their social structure, because well, because people don't like the facts. Like a parent who brings up a kid, if a parent only knows how their their only means of survival is obeying somebody's every order they're going to bring up the kids to do the same thing. And if their kid doesn't uh, follow through, you know, the parent is, is sincerely worried that their kid is in danger of death if they don't obey like they do. And when a kid doesn't obey, um, as far as the parent's concerned, they are, they are dead. They just like, they get rid of that responsibility by pretending they are dead. I well, can't like, control it, so it's over. Yeah. Well, I I can only speak for myself, but I I can go ahead and say, uh, I got better. Not Roman Catholic anymore. My kid's not <laughs> Roman Catholic. Thank got you very much. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ain't that the truth? No more choir boys. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, I was never a choir boy. I was never an altar boy. I never did any of that stuff. Uh, and yeah, well, I was actually imagining you in a kind of preacher role, but anyways, nope. Don't get me wrong; I would love to be uh, a public speaker for a living. I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm scared shitless of public speaking. I, I love it, but I'm getting you know, used to it. But... Well, it, it's easy. I mean, you, you've got us. Yeah, it's, it all started with you, sir. It's your own damn fault. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, now I'm giving presentations to the city of Paris. Good on you. Very good. Um, you're, you're not vaping uh, Tide Pods or anything. Uh, no, TDTF no. is also mentioning, uh, you know, the black sheep of families. Uh, I'm assuming is where you're going on that. 
that yeah you you become you become the outsider and man but that's that's another thing uh, because um in group i call it in group and out group yeah. if you've been out grouped uh you're other you're if you've been out grouped by a believer then their behavior anything goes yeah their moral values and all that gets just like their 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 dictate their survival model you know only applies to people within their own fold but um as far as anybody outside their fold is concerned well like anything goes there is there there are no morals they can lie they can cheat they can do whatever they want to you because so long as it gets you to conform, it doesn't matter because it's all for the greater good of conformity. Right? It's the only thing they know. No, it's for survival. It's for their own survival. They well, have no other option. Well, yes, yes. But I mean, the, the, the reason for the conformity is immaterial in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. But they don't. So, lo so, long, as, so long as they are able to bring the conformity back. That's important. That is the in the moment important. Why the conformity is important doesn't really much matter. Oh, yes, it does. Again, wait. Because the most important to the individual in these ideological situations is you need to be conforming. You need to be conforming. You need to be conforming. The why that that is such a huge drive for the lowest level for the individual is not necessarily known. No, they don't. They don't. They're. You're right. They're not even aware of it. Exactly. That's that's what my point is. The that's why it's impossible to argue with them. You nailed it. Yeah. So I guess one. I am so I so hope that you're pouring something to drink because otherwise I don't want to turn your <laughs> microphone off. It's just coffee. Thank you, God. I was getting worried there for a second because uh, later, later, another time, another time. Woman, more vodka. <sighs> not a power ten. So not a tower ten. I was not a power ten. Okay, fine. Uh, real, real quick then, because uh, we're running out of time. Maybe, maybe one last piece to cover. What if we're on the opposite end of that? What if we're the ones who are being hammered with a question that somebody doesn't like the answer that, that they're getting, even though, well, a perfect example is that we have all been hit with whatever question it is. Uh, the beautiful question. How can you not see God in the trees? You guys know this one. You, we've heard this one before. The, the overall argument is, you know, how can you not believe in God when you see the love that is in there in creation, the trees and the clouds and the water and the parasites burrowing into children's eyes? You know, how can you not believe in God when you've got this? And we keep answering the same way over and over again, which is usually, usually, not always, usually, Nobody's demonstrated, actually shown. Nobody's pulled out a guy with a, with a sticker on his on his lapel that says, "Hi, my name is Yahweh." 
but they don't want to they don't want to accept that because it's not the answer that they want and they keep hammering with the same question over and over and we don't have a different answer because you're asking the same damn question even if you're wording it differently how do we break their cycle can we even break their cycle that's why i'm hoping for the next generation you can but it takes a lot of work and the way through to them is not i've said this a thousand times before but the way through to them is not through reason it's through trust because first they have to trust you enough so that they can depend on you you become the survival model and then only then you begin to learn they begin to learn That's until then there's no point there's really no point they're going to see what they want when they want uh and they're going to interpret everything else the way they want um as long as um they don't their survival's not threatened you're kind of making it sound like one of the best ways to make uh the change in in overall uh, i'm probably going to be wording this poorly but look at trump uh, voters i mean most of them are like uneducated poor sorry to put it like that less educated and lower economic status okay these these are the people most threatened by the present economy let's just put it that way Mm. and they're voting for the very thing that's destroying them that risks that that uh risks continuously so yeah. yeah, because they've bought into the rhetoric that it's other people's fault and not the fault, the actual people whose fault it is. You know, they've been taught to believe that it's the fault of immigrants and brown people and black people and everyone Anybody else is who's different. Yeah. Like the, all the these immigrants are stealing your jobs and that's why, you know, you can work full time and, and still not pay your rent kind of thing which has nothing to do with it it's because the people who are telling you that are taking all your money to give it to their friends <laughs> and you see in religion and politics and even fucking advertising it's the same thing going on it's a bunch of people who are incapable of making value judgments for themselves relying on a provider to yeah ensure their survival and and it's 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 a a culture of fear like i was talking to um a mutual friend of of ours um who is an immigrant to america and they were talking to me about how they get um a lot of racism from other americans or they get told you know because it's obvious they're not from north america so somebody will where are you from and they'll tell them and well when are you going back to your country like they get that all the time and and they're perplexed by this because they're trying hard to to be able to work and support themselves and all of that and and i said because they've been taught that you're the the person who's coming to take away their livelihood and they already a lot of them already have it very very difficult they're working you know more than one job and and still 
paycheck to paycheck and they aren't able to have the life that their parents had or their grandparents had and they're afraid that it's going to get worse and they're and that's because they've been told that people like you are going to make it worse so they're just they're treating you like that out of fear and yeah, it's an, nobody it's an, in their nobody in their family is you know picking vegetables in the field or exactly exactly or yeah looking at a checkout counter or yeah well some of them are probably working at a checkout counter but the problem is is that even if yeah, you do enough. something like work at Walmart, look at how many people who work at Walmart and still have to get food stamps because they're not getting paid enough like, I'm sorry, but if you work 40 hours a week, at the bare minimum, you should be able to afford housing, food, and transportation. And I'm going to bring this up again, but like my, you think back to the days of slavery where, you know, people would work all day for shitty housing and shitty food that the, the employer would provide. But nowadays, people work all day and they can't even afford shitty food or shitty housing. Yeah. Well, and TDTF has a point, too, says it's also because they've been told to expect unrealistic things from their lives. The consumer's dream with disposable goods and shiny toys is an expectation. So, yeah, like everywhere you go, someone's telling you to buy something. But it's all it is. It's it's this huge competition to see who can get all of everyone else's money basically so you're you're inundated with ads everywhere telling you to buy this that and the other thing and it doesn't matter whether you actually have the means to do that you you need to try and find a way to buy this thing and then they wonder you 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 have have to ask why why where where does this drive what is this drive tapping into why do you buy that thing unrestrained cap oh you mean why does the person want it because yeah. they've they've been told that that's how to prove that they're worthy if you yeah. don't have the latest thing then you're you're not a, a quote success and you're not a worthy person because only people that get an iphone every year are, are decent you won't people. fit in quote unquote. yeah yeah Mm. Which is why is another why we, symptom of the survive through imitation society. Yeah, and there's a, there's yeah. another piece of it too. Well, he's he's TDD is also put in there status. Yes, yeah, true. But um, reread this uh, again. It's also because they have been told to expect unrealistic things from their lives. Now pause it right there for a second. That's the entirety of religious. Yeah, um, the, the the religious payoff of going to hell or going to heaven. Yeah, it's and, un, it's 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 exactly and the and same it's kind of this idea too that it doesn't matter how much you screw up this life in terms of uh, like as long as you're following the religious dictates, it doesn't matter how much of the rest of your life you screw up because you're gonna go to heaven and it won't matter. It's like people who say, well, it doesn't matter if we destroy the earth because God's going to give us heaven anyway. So, you know, 
the corporations, fire, fire, the politicians, yeah. the religions, their message is just if you depend on us, you will survive. Yeah, which is just bullshit. Have it, religion has replaced survival with a nice. metaphorical um, after, but um, it's about the same thing. Taps into the same region of the brain, anyways. Yeah, uh, Bridget, I'm going to give you a, a second to say whatever it is that you want to say, because I think we've pretty well covered this one. But um, TDTF has actually put a piece that I think sums up for the moment. It's like a fallback position for being a raging dick. Yep. Uh, I, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you've got the last word uh, at, at this point, because that I can't top that right now. Uh, Bridget, I, I don't know if there's anything that you want to finish off with at this point, but otherwise, I think we've we've pretty well run our course, really. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to add at this point. That's not helpful, I know. <laughs> well, it, see, the, the, I, I I'm not upset about you know who who has or has not been able to contribute on this one. Uh, this. Uh, Something tells me that this topic kind of got further away than I thought it was going to. So if if that's the case, that's on me because you know I'm I'm supposed to be the the gatekeeper and, and the goalkeeper and, and and keep everything on track. And this something tells me that this was a, a not exactly quite the way that I should have handled this one out. Maybe well, it's probably my fault. No, 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 no. Remember, it, when all is said and done, contrary to the government shutdown right now, I'm the one who's running the ship. So if things don't don't exactly go the way that I, I would like them to, or if I feel like something's not gone quite right, that's my fault. Because it's my hand on the tiller to try to make sure that I steer us right. And if if things didn't exactly pull out the way that uh, that we would all like them to, it, it's kind of on me. So if, if things didn't quite work out the way that folks would have liked, I'm sorry. I will keep trying and I will keep doing it and try to make sure that everything works right. But otherwise, um, but maybe, maybe not knowing what to expect is why people like the show. <laughs> no, uh, I, you, you laugh, Bridget, but I mean, how that's true. Well, how many how many shows are there that are out there where it is basically completely unscripted? I mean, I put out the notice as far as to where uh, the topic, the teaser for for my opening. Sometimes I will have some notes for my opening, but beyond that, I got a couple of links to to say, okay, this hey, is, we we don't, we, we, don't script, so. we don't script anything either. Yeah, and, uh, what is, like where where do you get an occasion to really look at what's really going on in people's brains? I mean, that's that's what's going on here. I think. Yeah, we're just like reacting to each other. Yeah, and not that's... reacting, but you, you no, no, no. Fe- well, feeding off of each other. No, no. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm, comparing notes. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's exactly the reason why the show is the way that it's always been. Through reason. Well, we try that at least. That would be the theme. Well, I try anyways. Yep. Well, I do have one question, but we're not going to be able to answer that question. We'll have to wait and see what happens. 
you wait, are you saying that you do have a question? I do. I do. And I hate to bring it back to U.S. stuff, but it is U.S. stuff. With you the G- GOP firmly ensconced in Congress, and the shutdown is going to happen, and the GOP can't get anything done, even though they hold everything. How many people are going to buy into the narrative that this is Obama's fault? Obama? Uh, um, that's what they're trying to push. Hold on. Hold on. Probably her, too. Let's let's you know what let's table that okay um we'll table it <laughs> just, I, I wonder about these things no and, and and that's okay um how about how, how about we see if we kind of table that for next week uh i think that we can uh i think that we can use that and and i think i can make it a little bit broader uh because there there are other situations where it's a decent enough parallel but this would actually make it a little bit easier for me because then I don't have to work so hard in coming up with a topic. Yay! I like this plan. This is a good plan. <laughs> this is an excellent plan. Thank you. Thank you, Bridget. That's that's an excellent plan. Yeah, I'll explain, now, Joseph, when we get off air, just real quickly. We will do that. So everybody, as always, thank you for being part of the show tonight. We hope that you have yourself uh, an enjoyable time. Uh Hopefully no spit takes and, and no broken monitors for that. And we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something to talk about for yourselves for later. So uh, obviously I have to thank uh, Unreno Tech, even though he had to disappear early. You take care of yourself, man. I hope that you're sleeping well. I said, I hope that you were sleeping well, Tech. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. So uh, as always, Joseph. Thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good morning, and uh, I hope that uh, hope hope that your uh, your day goes well for you today. Mm, yeah, I have the paper to write. The ontology of a street. Oh my! Yeah. How curious. Um, sounds riveting. Um. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> A street isn't a thing, it's a concept. Anyways, yeah, well, you have a great day too, sir. All right. Bridget, of course, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a uh, good morning, evening. I forget what time it is for you at this point. Yeah, it's one o'clock in the morning now. Oh, good. Good morning. Good morning. Do you want to plug your place or do you want to just tell people to go look at the show notes? Yeah, go look at the show notes. I'm tired. Yeah. Fine enough, but but thank you. You take care of yourself, heretic woman. Yes. You have too much stuff to just tell people to just go to the show notes. Yeah, besides, unfortunately, I do. Besides, <laughs> you've got all this energy, and you've got all this. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for over here? Um, you're a show off, so you know, go ahead and show yeah, off. Your well, shows. Yeah, well. So, of course, uh, beyond the trailer park, normally we are Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. However, the next couple of weeks, we have guests that can't make that. So we are actually having the show tomorrow or actually today, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And we're talking to Joe Magestro of the new Milwaukee Humanists. 
and he's going to talk about their new um, event that they're trying to get together for this year um, with a bunch of people. I know Seth Andrews and Kali is in there and a few other people, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Joe. And uh, then um, I'm not, I haven't completely firmed this up, but I think on the following Thursday, we're going to be talking with uh, uh, a fun um, new YouTuber I've come across who is uh, the apostate prophet, who is an ex-Muslim and has been doing some really awesome videos about Islam. So I'm kind of excited to talk to him. And, and then when we do come back on the Monday after that, which is the first Monday of February, I'm even more excited. And I'll remind you guys before this, but uh, we're going to be talking to uh, a young woman who escaped the FLDS out of Canada. So uh, I'm super duper excited about that. So, well, young, young woman, I think she's actually older than me, but I'm young. So there you go. <laughs> So that's uh, tomorrow or today, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to talk to Joe Magestro of the Milwaukee Humanists. And then, of course, there's my... Oh, you can find um, beyondthetrailerpark.com, our YouTube channel, Beyond the Trailer Park. We have a page on YouTube, Beyond the Trailer Park, Google+, Plus, Beyond the Trailer Park, everywhere. And then there's my other show, which is Full Quranic. And I... The other other show, yes. And I just put out episode eight on Friday, and I am reading the Quran, so you don't have to. And trust me, you don't want to have to read this shit on your own. But uh, the part we just got to, we learned about the birth of Jesus, and there were no stables involved. And Allah wants to make it very, very clear that the kid is not his son. So <laughs> you can check that out at www.fullchronic.com You know, I was I was about to make some kind of a reference to Maury Povich, and I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't do that right about. Oh, now. I I, I kind of did that in the show. I was like, yeah. I wanted to make a reference to Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that what was I was, what I was thinking. Michael Jackson. That, that's that's what I was. I'm reading the Quran, and Allah's going like. You know, Allah would never have a son. And if you say Allah has a son, it's terrible. And like, he literally says that the mountains are going to collapse. If you say that Allah has a son, it's pretty pathetic. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, and the kid is not my son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I got my first Muslim on the Facebook page telling me that I'm disrespecting Islam. So I, I gave her a shout out on the show. <laughs> well done. Like she, she thought it was a, a game. She's like, you take your game down. I'm like, no, it's a podcast. And no, it's not going anywhere. Sorry. <laughs> God, you gotta but, hate you it. Know, but, but A for effort. You know, she did tell me I was being disrespectful to Islam. So. <laughs> well, uh, you could have hit her with the, uh, uh, the, the Matthew piece. It said, uh, I refuse to allow a, a woman to, and, and just yeah. so. But, you, but she wouldn't care if it's not in the Quran, so. Doesn't matter. Same God. You don't like it. Tough shit. Same yeah, God. they don't like that. They don't yeah, like that. Yeah, most people don't. <laughs> but 
that's a that, that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say at this point. So, uh, uh, I'm done plugging. I think. Okay, good enough. Uh, so, uh, as I was saying and uh, typing over in the group chat tonight, uh, just on a whim. Since I am uh, awake enough, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, invite. So if anybody is over in the uh, live chat right now, if you would like to join us after I close up the transmission and, and the show, put uh, uh, a Google address or uh, a Google e- or some email address if you'd like to be on with us to kind of chat up. I didn't clear this with anybody else. I'm sorry. So they I may give a shit. Okay, fine. So uh, I will invite you folks to come in. It will not be recorded. So you, you know, whatever. And I will uh, invite you guys in. So, regardless, thank you very much. Yeah, I can sit here for you, so, yeah. Excellent. If you'd like to be in touch with us, please take a swing over to the website, which is, of course, holycrapthevlogcast.com. You'll be able to get all of our contact links, all of our social links, as well as subscribe to the audio podcast, which Dallin so lovingly puts together for us. I should really try to find a way of helping him out on that one of these days. But in any case, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And one last thing before we get out. I shared over in the Facebook group for HCTV a story that uh, a buddy of mine had written up. He was on a flight where he was sitting next to a gentleman who was a refugee from Cuba, who after 10 months of being detained and being gone over, being scrutinized, he was finally on his way to Florida to meet up with his family. Finally. And they struck up a conversation because he looked nervous, did not have a great grasp of uh, English, used Google Translate to work between Spanish and English because his Spanish was not that good at this point. But my buddy stayed with him and talked with him and filmed him meeting up with his family at the airport. Joe, I said that Were I military, I would salute you. If I was with you, I would hug you. But since I'm neither, tonight, for my show, I toast you. I am proud to know you. We may not talk often, but I'm proud to know you, man. Good job. And... Murphy, chances are you will never hear this, but Murphy, on behalf of a whole bunch of people who believe in the poem of the Colossus, welcome home. Welcome home. I will get those invites out to those of you that want to join us, but as always... Thank you for being with us. I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And as always, my lady, 12 plus years on, I am still in love. 
Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>